Welcome to Plant Medicine Transmissions with Javier Regueiro. In this episode, I would like to explore and share with you my insights in regards to judgment, shame, and guilt. I like to call these three the Holy Trinity in a way to make a little fun of it. But indeed, I do believe that these three aspects, judgment, shame, and guilt, are oftentimes coming together and form a part of a trinity. So we'll begin with uh, judgment. It is important to remind ourselves I do the same whenever I fall into the trap of blaming, that uh, all judgment is self-judgment, and that all judgments that we perceive as coming from others if they bring about a reaction within ourselves, then we can trust pretty much those judgments to be accurate as self-judgments, that they point to a place within ourselves of self-judgment. Among many spiritual circles, there is nowadays a certain phobia and a certain repression of all kind of judgments, meaning that we don't allow ourselves to honor the fact that we hold judgments against ourselves and against others. This is done with the best of intentions. However, I do feel that these are a way to repress ourselves, to belittle and try to make away with aspects of ourselves. We do have a mind, and through that mind, what is also expressed is all sorts of beliefs, and of judgments and of self-judgment. Now, by repressing or dismissing these judgments, we actually do away with a very important part of our being. I have recently created a questionnaire, a very thorough questionnaire for prospective clients and a very important part of that is uh, listing the judgments that uh, the person may have against men, against women, against themselves. And I am very surprised by how challenged many people are when I ask those questions. And I really don't believe when people say, no, I don't have any judgments whatsoever against anybody. If one didn't hold any judgments, there would be no need for them to sign up for a plant medicine retreat to begin with. In my opinion, there is really nothing wrong with judgments or self-judgments 
because these are only beliefs. They are thought forms and they are creations and expressions of something deeper within ourselves. Judgments are an expression on this level of reality in the human experience of something deeper on a soul level. And they often point at our beliefs of separation and our belief that we don't deserve to be part of creation and, so to speak, to sit at the same table as everybody else and the divine. These judgments are also what creates shame when we hold a belief that we are bad, that we don't deserve, then what we create is shame. We become ashamed of who we are. And what is even more pernicious is that we try to compensate for that shame. We do our best to hide ourselves and to hide our shame. Oftentimes, we create a persona that is exactly the opposite of that shame identity, of that part of ourselves that we are trying to hide from ourselves and others. So what we do oftentimes is we switch from one polarity to the other. We go from holding this shame and instead of integrating it, we go into boastful pride of asserting exactly the opposite of what we truly hold in our consciousness. A very simple example of that in our society was the switch after centuries of repression and shame. Gay people in the West finally began to come out of that place, of that closet. And the first thing that they created was gay pride parades where gay people could be all out and flamboyant and not care anything about what people felt and thought. There sure isn't anything wrong with being proud of who one is, but in many cases we just flipped from one side to its opposite without ever truly integrating that identity of shame and the beliefs that were at the roots of that shame. The worst consequence of holding shame in our consciousness is that we hide. We hide not only from ourselves, but we hide from the world at large. We are not fully present to our friends, to our communities, to the world in general. And that is a great loss for ourselves as well as for the world at large. The reaction of wanting to compensate for our shame does result in a striving, a striving to become the best that we can. 
However, there is no hiding from our own shame. And what this creates is a kind of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of situation that does not feel spontaneous in any way, but feels oftentimes more like the reality, which is we are wearing a mask. We are not being honest and we are not being open about who we are. We are in hiding. And furthermore, secrets hold a lot of psychic energy. I know from my own experience how holding on to a secret is sapping our energy. We are always on guard trying to keep that secret as such instead of relaxing and letting it out. I don't know in other parts of the world, but in the Western world, it looks like uh, we are born and grow up uh, always with this expectation voiced by others as well as from within ourselves that we should be perfect, that we should come out of the womb all-knowing, all-understanding and without making any mistakes when in reality we are here to learn we are here to grow. But we do live in a culture of a lot of expectations, of projected expectations and internalized expectations. And before we know it, whatever it is that we may perceive as not okay according to social standards or spiritual standards, we begin to hide we begin to hide natural aspects of who we are, simply parts of who we are. And we begin to live in fear of being found out and in shame. The last key word is guilt. Guilt is a sign that we indeed hold the belief that who we are or who we may not be what we did or what we failed to do is wrong. And the price for not behaving according to standards or laws is punishment. What happens is that we keep our supposed wrongdoings secret, but deep down, anybody who holds any guilt is going to seek consciously or unconsciously that punishment because it's perceived that this is the only way to atone for that guilt, to atone for those terrible crimes. It is statistically confirmed that most criminals actually go back to the scene of the crime or do things in order to be found out because it's only by being found out and finally getting the punishment that deep down they believe they deserve 
that their minds and their spirit can be at peace. Oftentimes, that uh, punishment is coming directly from within ourselves in not allowing ourselves to live our lives fully and in broad daylight. But quite often, that punishment we invited, we created as coming from others in order to relieve ourselves of our guilt. And then what we do is we disown that experience. We may complain about it and say, I have nothing to do with this. I am a victim of somebody else's abuse. We hold on to the righteousness of holding that position of polarity and blaming others for dear life and for as long as possible. This is normal because if we repress our own self-judgment, our own shame, our own guilt, then it's going to come out somewhere. But all of this self-repression and self-denial is very natural when we think about those self-judgments that we may hold in our consciousness. And those self-judgments are so hard because they're actually like a stabbing into our own hearts that it's difficult to acknowledge what we are doing on an everyday basis. It is challenging to take responsibility for those judgments and much easier to project them onto others and instead of punishing ourselves outright, it's easier to invite that punishment as coming from others. The present situation in the Western world of condemning all sorts of abuse is definitely a step forward in that we are finally beginning to come out of a certain silence, a certain closet. However, this is only the beginning of a very important healing process. And that healing process will become all the way more powerful and meaningful once we let go of that blaming game and of polarizing game of the good versus the bad. Along my own personal journey, I have at times encountered things that were really difficult to own as my own. And eventually, I had to surrender to the possibility, to the fact that at least myself have been sitting on both sides of the fence repeatedly over lifetimes. And when we say we are all one, then this is a sign that indeed we have been doing everything that we may be accusing others to do 
And therefore, true compassion is about accepting that we are part of this big, mysterious creature and that as part of that, we also touch on all experiences, all human experiences. And to blame and to condemn aspects of this strange creature called human species is a way to condemn ourselves as well. I may sound rather repetitive, but the, so to speak, solution to this predicament of judgment, of shame, of guilt, is really only self-forgiveness and forgiveness of others. This is also a very important aspect of what we talk about when we say opening our hearts. All that judgment comes from our minds. Whereas when we open our hearts to ourselves, finally we can forgive ourselves, we can accept ourselves just as we are. We don't have to keep pretending, we don't have to wear masks, we don't have to hide. We are open and vulnerable and honest with ourselves. And in that place, we can see that no major harm was ever really done and that we are only here doing our best to figure it out. When we truly forgive ourselves and accept ourselves and see ourselves and our journey in a more expanded light, then we can offer others truly heartfelt forgiveness. We can stop being constantly on the lookout for perpetrators, for predators, for criminals. And instead, what we can see is a reflection of ourselves. And in those instances where somebody else or society at large is affecting us in an unpleasant way, we can also take responsibility for that experience. And we can begin asking ourselves, what is this experience really telling me and trying to teach me? Once again, I am being reminded of the words of a client and dear friend who said, this is not happening to me. This is happening for me. All the challenges, all the unpleasant experiences that we may invite into our lives consciously and particularly those that we invite unconsciously are for our best benefit, no matter how unpleasant they may be. Blessings. <music>